What happens when the secrets of the universe fall into the hands of the uninitiated? And then we meet two buddies who are camping in the middle of an Arizona desert. They thought they were just going to roast marshmallows and look up at the night sky. Instead, they found themselves walking into an abandoned mine, trying to save human women. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having lots of fun, whatever you guys are doing. Let's go ahead and get started here. We got a lot of stuff to cover. So, first off, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, it's fully air conditioned in Dead Rabbit Command. One of our longtime Patreon supporters, it's Ellie Rack. Everyone, give a round of applause to Ellie Rack. Coming into Dead Rabbit. Shut the door. Shut the door. Don't let the air out. Ellie Rack, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Really, really means a lot when I see you guys talk about it online. Ellie Rack, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dune Buggy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out. San Diego, California. Ding, 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 ding. Ellie Rack is piloting this Dune Buggy. All the way down to San Diego, California. And the reason why we're headed down there is we're going to meet a woman named Sharon Lee Giganti. She's, she's, her namesake is not she's a giant. That would be awesome. Sharon Lee Giganti. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but uh, Sharon Lee G. I don't care. Sharon Lee, because she's, she's not. Uh, you're in for one heck of a story, guys. Sharon Lee Giganti is a new age warner is that a thing is that a thing when he tells someone not to do something don't do that are you like instead of being anti-drug are you a drug warner i don't think that's a thing she is she is anti-new age that's what i was looking for sharon lee giganti she doesn't like new age stuff and she's doing this interview she's being interviewed by cheryl dickow for the catholic exchange it's this website so they're asking sharon they're like so why don't you like new age stuff which is an old, old conspiracy theory. Nowadays, like yoga, it, I was talking to someone recently, I forgot who it was, and they said, did you did you know there are some people who think yoga is <laughs> satanic? <laughs> and I go, yeah, totally. That's like, that was real popular when I was a kid. <laughs> They're like, what? And I said, yeah, when I was a kid, we were told that yoga was a pathway to Satan in, Satan worshiping. Because it wasn't about moving your body. It was about the om... Ohm. It was about like centering yourself and being one with the universe. And that was a pathway to the dark principalities. That's what we were told as kids. And then they invented yoga pants and people stopped complaining about it. Yoga being a pathway to the dark forces. When I was a kid, New Age was considered not necessarily saint worshipping, but saint worshipping adjacent. The, the theory was always this. The people at the bottom were just dupes. They were being led in to believe that this crystal can heal their arthritis and that if they do this yoga, if they meditate, all this stuff that was kind of being packaged in the 70s and the 80s. Reincarnation through Shirley MacLaine, astrology. These are all really old satanic practices that were being repackaged for the 70s and the 80s. So stay away from them. There's a lot of books. You can go to used bookstores and find a ton of books on this subject. And then you figured that the people at the bottom were dupes and the people at the top were saint worshippers. And they were the ones who were pulling the strings and they were the ones who were misleading this entire generation of people. Now that conspiracy theory has fallen to the wayside. What we know pretty much now that 
the people at the the people at the bottom are still dupes, and the people at the top are grifters. Now, not not a hundred percent of the time, yoga is now considered more of an exercise, but it had its roots in like yogi yogi stuff, not yogi bear. Aye, boo boo. Let me center yourself and become one with the universe. Nowadays, though, there's a lot of grifters in the New Age movement. So when you have Sharon Lee Giganti show up, you think, is she coming at it from that angle? Just saying, like, listen, they're ripping you off. This crystal's not doing this. If it was doing this, then the poor slaves who were mining the crystal out of the ground would have really centered hearts and their bones would be super healthy and they'd have the best love life. But no, they're just mining these gems out of the earth as slave labor, and then you can buy them at some jewelry shop for 100 200% markup. So they can't be doing that much good because people are trapped in slavery to get you that little quartz piece. So she's not running on the don't be a sucker angle. She's running on the angle as saint worshippers are running the New Age movement still. And she actually has a in-depth look at this whole thing. She tells this story that... She was just a young woman. She is former Miss San Diego. She puts that in her bio, which is weird, right? She was runner-up to Miss California. doesn't have anything to do with what you're talking about. All it did was make me want to find out what you look like. You're a very attractive woman, but it has nothing to do with anything else. It doesn't make me take you any more or less seriously. It's just a weird part of the bio, right? That'd be like me saying, yeah, I researched paranormal conspiracy and true crime, and I was voted prettiest eyes in the eighth grade for the boys in my class. It's true, but it doesn't change anything, right? It doesn't change anything. You're not going to be like, whoa, prettiest eyes in eighth grade. You must really know what he's talking about. So Sharon Lee Giganti is trying to expose the truth. She found out about the law of attraction, the secret, this idea that, which I believe in, actually, that if you, I believe in a different version of it, but this is kind of how, this is kind of the version she's looking at, is that the thoughts you put out into the universe is what the universe gives to you. So if you put out that, I want a brand new car, eventually you're going to get a brand new car. Now, that's the law of attraction. That's a very bastardized version of the law of attraction. The law of attraction is... Talk about lost media. I've talked about this book so many times on this show. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. Everyone who talks about the law of attraction rips this guy off, and they totally miss the point. If you want to know about the law of attraction, you have to read... It's becoming harder and harder to find. It's actually a copyright-free book. Anyone can publish it, and people are still not publishing it because... Anyone can publish it. They'd rather publish these other books that are being written. But the law of attraction, the science of getting rich, is you have to visualize it. You have to already be thankful that you already have it. You have to believe you already have it. And you have to work extremely hard every single day. The law of attraction leaves out that last part. You just go, ah, sitting in the back of my new Jag. The science of getting rich goes, you want to be in that new Jaguar, which didn't exist? If you said that back then, Wallace would think you were actually riding a Jaguar. His book was written in the late 1800s. If you wanted that house, you have to visualize the house. You have to believe you're already living in that house. If you live in poverty, you have to live in the riches of the world. He goes, if you can look at your environment and it is squalor, but you see wealth, If you can actually see something that is not yet true, you have mastered your mind. You have become a mastermind, and the universe will reward you for that. The universe wants to give you excess. 
That is what the universe is designed to do. And there's enough for everyone. It's a very, very interesting way of looking at the world. But you also have to work very, very hard. And I use the I've you I haven't been shy on the show. I've used the law of attraction for this show. And if I just sat back, if I released an episode a month and go, ah, this show's gonna be a huge hit, it wouldn't work out. I bust my butt. I spend four or five hours a day putting out every single episode. I bust my butt, and the and the growth of the show goes for it. But if I just do the show and don't do the law of attraction, I notice downloads fall off. It's very, very interesting. You have to do both. But Sharon has a Sharon. The way she looks at the law of attraction is the way that modern people look at the law of attraction. That the universe will also punish you for negative thoughts, which is a really, really harsh and I think self-destructive way to look at the world. And that you blame people who get cancer. Are you? You're thinking about negative. You're thinking about cancer. You're thinking about negative thoughts. Well, I wasn't thinking about cancer. Well, you were thinking about your husband leaving you. And like, now that you brought that up, I am worried about that. You bring on the sickness. You bring on the disasters. That's not wall. That's really not what the science of getting rich is about. You can stop your progress from going forward. Sure. But if you start thinking bad things, it's not like all of a sudden everything's going to collapse. The, The new way of looking at the law of attraction is this feast or famine type of thing. And it blames you for when something goes wrong. Which, of course, when people talk about the law of attraction, they always go, what about these kids in the Sudan who have these raiders come into their town and slaughter all the adult males and everyone else is running out of the village? Did they wish that upon themselves? Wallace Waddles would say, no, that's just, they're in a place, a geographical place where that's going to happen. The law of attraction will get them out of there, will help get them out of there. But it's not good. They're not dreaming about being mutilated and then that happens. The new law of attraction says it's their fault. So it's a very easy way to divorce yourself from reality, this new law of attraction. And that's what's interesting about this story of Sharon. She specifically starts following the teachings of Abraham. Abraham, you know, I don't want to spend the whole episode talking about the law of attraction, but this is such an interesting. I don't think I've ever really gotten this deep into it. There's a woman named Esther Hicks, and then there's the woman who wrote The Secret. Her, her name, I don't think her name was Chandra. I didn't think I was going to go this into depth to this, but this is really interesting. So you have Esther Hicks. She believes there's a coalition of aliens or interdimensional beings or angels or something like that, and they channel voices into her head, and they're called Abraham. And they have given her all this knowledge, and basically the, 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 the interdimensional alien people gave her the knowledge that some dude wrote about in the late 1800s that's free to publish. What a coincidence, right? What a coincidence. But now she can package it as something copyrightable because it's hers or from Abraham. And then you have Shonda, damn it, I don't remember her last name, but you have the woman who wrote The Secret, which is also a repackaged version of a book that anyone can publish, but you the secret's copyrighted. So she gets money if you buy The Secret. Esther Hicks gets money if you buy The Abraham Stuff. They originally worked together on the original version of the movie The Secret, which was kind of like a, a, not really a documentary, it was kind of like just a video version of the book. And then they did a second version of the movie and they completely removed Esther Hicks from it. And nobody really knows why. Apparently there was some sort of business falling out we don't know why financial or personality wise and i always find that when you're this is what i find so interesting when you're talking about unlocking the secrets in the universe and unlimited wealth 
Does it really matter if you're getting 20% on this deal or 30% on this deal or 5% on the deal? Because guess what? Unlimited wealth. If what you're saying is true, it shouldn't matter what this particular deal is. And if you do this movie and they end up arguing and taking... Just be like, fine, yeah, whatever. You can take 50% of this because guess what? Unlimited wealth is coming upon me. I don't... I always think it's really interesting when spiritual people fight over something so banal as money. But that's, we don't know if it was a vicious fight, if it was just an economic falling out, but they did part ways. The video was re-edited, lost media, once again. I don't even know if you can find the original version. But Esther Hicks believes that these messages are being beamed in her head. The person who wrote The Secret is just saying, oh, I stumbled across this secret that'll give you riches. Now, they've both become pretty wealthy off repackaging Wallace Waddle's free book. But, you know, that is the way that culture works. But if you really want to know the secret, it's free. You can find the science of getting rich anywhere online, or you can buy a published copy. You could publish it yourself if you wanted to. But if you go like the Abraham route, if you go with Esther Hicks, she's selling the whole kit and caboodles. You can actually go to Abrahamic training sessions and become an Abraham ambassador. You notice how all this stuff is trademarked, right? So you become an Abraham ambassador, and then that allows you to go forth and speak the truth. And and we talked about it yesterday on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg episode where I said there's a there is a specialness to having knowledge no one else has. It's a, that's what the word occult means. It means hidden knowledge. And it makes you feel special. So if someone designates you as an Abraham ambassador, you can go out and you can spread the word of the secret knowledge. That's what Sharon does. Sharon is now an Abraham ambassador and she begins telling people about the secret. Because she begins telling people about the law of attraction. She begins proselyte. She begins spreading this throughout the world. Recently, I did an episode about hypnotism. A man who killed another man via hypnotism. And I never really thought twice about hypnotism before that episode. There's a very, very interesting thing in that episode. We learned that you cannot treat... This is so interesting. I think you can, I think you can spread this across religious teachings, obviously a law of attraction, that's why we're doing the segue. You cannot treat someone using hypnosis for a problem you cannot treat without hypnosis. I know when my dad, he was a minister growing up, a Southern Baptist minister when I was growing up, part of his training was they had to do marriage counseling, they had to do suicide intervention, they had to do, like, to be a minister, you had to train yourself and to be a counselor of all these different issues as well, because people are going to come to you. And if you're not a trained marriage counselor and they come to you and you're like, just live life, find what you enjoy most and try to make it better together, you're just going to have divorce after divorce after divorce. You have to be a trained marriage counselor. And I'm sure that Religions of other faiths do the same thing. I'm sure Imams get trained in counseling and rabbis get trained in counseling. But do Abraham ambassadors get trained in suicide counseling? Do they get trained in hardcore depression counseling? Or do they just get trained to spread the word? Now, I'm not holding Esther Hicks responsible for anything that happens here because she has her organization. She can't be responsible for everyone. And I'm sure she would be horrified to hear this story as well. But what happened with... Sharon Lee was that she began preaching the world. She began preaching the word of Abraham, and this quote leads us into where we're going. She says, "Quote: I was not prepared for the devastating effects of this false worldview." Unquote. Her brother was having a really hard time in life. 
She said he was suffering from mental issues. She doesn't define what they are, but they seem to be pretty serious. But whatever it was, his friends and family wanted to stage an intervention for him. They wanted to corner him. Not literally, they don't want to back him into a corner, but they want to confront him in a friendly way and say, you need to go get treated for your mental illness. It's affecting everyone's life. We're watching you. We're just watching you degrade in front of us. We're just watching you fall apart in front of us. You need to do it. If not for yourself, you need to do it for your son. He has a four-month-old son, and his family's like, listen, you need to take care of yourself. But Sharon Lee believes in the law of attraction. Sharon Lee says, I reached out to these people, because, you know, we're a family, we're talking to each other, and I said, you don't, you just need to believe that he's not sick. He's sick because not only he believes it, but we believe that he's sick. And all of our mental energy is going, and if we say he's sick, he's sick. So she's convincing them not to hold this intervention. This is going to prove the power of the law of attraction. These are high stakes. These are high stakes. But she's going to prove the law of attraction. This story really pisses me off, honestly. This story really pisses me off. She's going to prove that the law of attraction works. She convinces her family and his friends. To not stage this intervention. The universe will correct it if they believe that he's healthy. Her brother ended up killing his four-month-old son. Because of untreated mental illness. He got life in prison without parole. Imagine this is you. Imagine you have that belief. And as much as I do believe in the law of attraction, I still go to the doctor. I still go to the doctor. I still don't spend my money willy-nilly. I still wake up every day and work on this podcast. Because I know that there's that's a huge component of it. And I go to the doctor and I get treated for stuff. I just don't sit there and think, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, as my heart stops. Imagine that's you. Imagine you convince people, you just have to manifest into the universe and your brother kills your nephew. That would devastate me right devastate you i think it would devastate anyone who was aware of their duty as a human we got to take care of each other right at the very very least you would go you know what this stuff doesn't work like we tried so hard and i tried so hard it didn't work At the very, very least, you may give up on the law of attraction. But nope. That's not where Sharon's story ends. We know now that she's anti-law of attraction, but is is that what turned her away from it? No. It had to happen again. Sharon had a friend. God damn it. Sharon had a friend who came to her And confessed to her that she was suicidal. But Abraham has an answer for that as well. This is what Sharon told a suicidal friend. Quote, In truth, every death is a suicide. Since we are in charge of when we re-emerge into the non-physical dimension. 
unquote. Basically saying the reason that I'm stricken with cancer, the reason why I'm hit with a car, the reason why I'm killed fighting 18 ninjas and take out 17 of them is because I believed I was going to die. I believed I was going to die then, and the universe gave it to me. So what's the difference between me worrying about cancer, getting cancer, dying of cancer, and you drinking poison? Tell a suicidal person that. You might as well cock the gun. Her friend asks, won't my... This is... This is so irresponsible. And, you know, the reason why this pisses me off is because, like I said, I know, I feel that this works. But when it's bastardized like this, and you should be do even as I believe in the law of attraction, if someone came to me with suicidal thoughts, I would not sit there and tell them to believe those thoughts don't exist and they will go away. And this, a lot of this, you know, a lot of this stuff really pisses me off. And it's not the New Age movement's fault. Again, like I was saying earlier, grifters and stuff like that. There's stuff that's legit in there. I'm totally fine with that. But this type of stuff gives a bad name to all of it. Even the grifters. This type of stuff gives a bad name to even people who are just trying to rip people off of money. Because I got to say, I'd have more respect for someone who's trying to stick their hand in my wallet then try to do this. Listen to this. The woman asks Sharon, won't my family be devastated? This may be the only thing that's keeping this woman from killing herself. Is the guilt. She needs help, is what she needs, right? She needs help. And she's thinking... If I, this is when you know you're deep in that suicidal pathway, when you're thinking about the aftermath of it. She goes, won't my family be devastated? She's thinking, I want to kill myself, but I'm so afraid. My family, they love me so much, they'll be so hurt if I die. That's keeping her here, right? That's keeping her here. The love of her family is keeping her here. Listen to what Sharon Lee Giganti says to this suicidal woman who's asking, won't my family be devastated if I kill myself? This is Sharon's answer. Quote, only, they'll be devastated, quote, only if you envision them that way. You can create the scenario if you want, but you can also create a better scenario with the power of your thought and feeling vibrations. God is nothing more or less than the law of attraction. And you are free to attract anything you want, even death. Unquote. That woman left Sharon's house that night. She checked into a hotel room and drank poison, killing herself. Sharon now runs a website where she sells CDs against the New Age and talks about how it's a horrible thing and the saint worshiping thing, all this stuff we were talking about in the beginning. And then um, she has like workshops and stuff like that. It seems like a lot of the CDs, if I, it seems like some of the CDs are like out of order, like out of stock. So I don't know if she's still producing stuff. But listen, there's two ways to look at this story. One, 
she's making it up. I actually tried looking for a guy. I mean, there of course there have been men who have killed four month old sons. It's a horrible, horrible thing. I tried looking for people with her last name. I couldn't figure out maybe if she was married. I actually looked in to see if I could find a man in Santa Monica who killed. There's there's no time given. A man in Santa Monica murders a four month old his son. I couldn't find anything. It doesn't mean it didn't happen, but there's a possibility that she made these up and she made these up to show how evil the law of attraction is, which if that's the case, I think Esther Hicks has a pretty good lawsuit against her if she made it up because she's definitely trashing these people. And I may call people grifters and, and stuff like that. I may pe- call people grifters and say, oh, you know, they trademark in this, they trademark in that. I will take a grifter every single day of the week. Over someone who's... This is malpractice. This is manslaughter. But it could be made up. It could totally be made up. Right? And she just... To make New Age stuff look so bad. And and the reporters who are covering this... Aren't actually going to go... Is that true? Are you telling the truth? Because they want to report the story that it's bad. They're in this website. What was it again? The uh, Catholic Catholic Exchange website. And I'm I'm not blaming Cheryl Dickow either for writing the article. But if, if this story's true... That's manslaughter. Listen, I was I was just thinking today, I was just thinking today about my friend who killed himself a couple years ago. His name, I was just taking a shower and I was thinking about my friend Nate Chavez, very gifted artist, who took his own life. He's married, he had two kids, sisters, family and friends that loved him, and took his life. And I, I think about him. It's been like, what, four years? It pisses me off. Not that he did that. I'm not mad at him. It pisses, I'm, when I'm saying that, I'm talking about her. I'm talking about Sharon. You can't. Be irresponsible. That's irresponsible to tell someone who is having those thoughts. You know one thing that'll stop me almost dead in my tracks when I'm on the X board? Even when I'm on Reddit? When people start talking about suicide and self-harm. On Reddit, I report it every single time. Uh, every single time. And it's not a report to ban the account. They have a, a care team that reaches out to them. And on the X board, I do the same thing. You gotta stop and you gotta engage with these people. It could be bait. People could just want some use. But take the time out of your day to tell them that you care. Even if you don't even know who they are. That's the least we can do. But could you imagine doing the opposite? We've talked about stuff like the blue whale game and these internet things that cause people to kill themselves. But this is, you're looking the person in the face. This is your friend who's coming to you the night before they're going to kill themselves. And you you are so wrapped up in your new age nonsense. You think you have all the answers and you don't. You have zero answers. You have less than the answers. You have confusion. I don't think Esther I don't see that's the thing I don't I'm not coming after Esther Hicks. I don't think I think Esther Hicks would have said let's go talk to somebody who can help you with this. 
I don't want this to sound like... And you guys know me. I have no problem going hard against people. But I don't think... I, I'm not blaming the whole belief. I'm not blaming every a, other Abraham ambassador. Sharon's actually done the opposite for me. She doesn't make me hate the New Age movement. She makes me very afraid that there are people like her out there. The only thing I can hope, the only thing I can hope, is that she's learned from this. I don't think it's the New Age movement that caused the death of her nephew and her brother to be imprisoned for life and her friend to have killed herself. I don't blame the New Age movement at all. I blame you. And I don't want to blame you. I don't even know you. I don't want to hate you. The only thing I can hope is that this story is made up. That she was an Abraham ambassador for a couple months and she didn't pay her dues or whatever. Or she just got bored of it and decided to hop on the next trend. And then she made this story up to say these are the evils of the New Age movement because this is her new grift. That's what I hope. Right? That's what we all hope. But if this story is true, it doesn't highlight the dangers of the New Age movement. It just highlights the dangers of being around people who are so blind they can't see through their own bullshit. We'll save the other story for tomorrow. We've run out of time. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day. But I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.